so this is episode 10, so I know your intro, you got it written here, but like it's a big deal. Double digits. You're celebrating by doing something different. You're taking over. For an episode. <laughs> For an episode. Fair enough. And if and if, if the people want me that much, maybe I'll do it again. If there's an outcry. You should put that at the end. Hey, everybody, make sure you comment. Cause I, I do have enough a, people If you like the change of pace, email yeah. at us. Yeah, enough people comment. We'll keep this up. Let's just get going here. Today on One Fear Reigns, we have a special guest host leading Dr. Parlow and Pastor Ben on a discussion of unconventional topics. Let's join in on their conversation. Welcome to One Fear Reigns. My name is Anthony Catalano, and I'm joined by Dr. John Parlow and Pastor Ben Workentine. You're probably wondering, who is this guy? I co-produce the podcast. I handle all the technical aspects, and this is my first time in front of the mic, so I hope I don't completely embarrass myself and derail all the work John and Ben have put into the show. Oh, you're going to be fine, Anthony. Don't worry about it. Just take a deep breath. You'll Uh, be fine. And if you do pass out, we'll just keep going. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Today is a very special episode. Our regular listeners know that Dr. Parlow is an avid Bigfoot enthusiast, much to the chagrin I, of I don't Pastor know if ben. I'd say Bigfoot enthusiast. <laughs> it's just something that I like to, to research because of my childhood. Uh, on your office door, you have a Bigfoot picture. That's because kids <laughs> made one for me, and I always put up what kids make for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> your birthday cake was a Bigfoot donut. I, I get that. Um, our, the church's camp has a Bigfoot theme. Well, I didn't run that camp. That was not me. That was Camp Phillip. <laughs> I'm, I'm Although saying. it was a good good theme. I think it's going to be really, those would be big shoes to fill. Uh, literally. Um, wow. But clearly there's a trend, so we just want to get to the bottom of that because just as a kind of running theme here uh, with your interest, um, Pastor Ben hasn't always been the most enthusiastic about the concept of Bigfoot and other kind of phenomena. Just call me skeptical. Skeptic. He, he is a skeptic here. Um, and I'm very interested in what's kind of referred to as high strangeness, which is a blanket term for unexplained phenomena, conspiracy theories, urban myths. So I wanted to switch things up and do an episode from more of my perspective, someone who's more of a layperson in regards to religion, and see what John and Ben's views are on a variety of unusual topics based in the paranormal, but also how it possibly relates back to being a Jesus follower. All right, I'm excited to see this connection between Bigfoot, aliens, and Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I've ever preached on this, but th- this may preach. <laughs> one way, one way to find out. Yeah. All right. So starting, let's start with Bigfoot. Uh, Got to start somewhere. John, can you just kind of explain your interest, just your background, how how this kind of your persona of being the Bigfoot guy at St. Mark, how did that come to be? Well, it it's all started when I was a child, Anthony. Actually, as some of the listeners know, I was raised in Los Angeles during the 60s and 70s. And in 1967, there was suddenly that video, the Patterson-Gimlin video that everyone looks at today as Bigfoot has been it's been examined and some said it was a hoax and others said, no, it looks pretty authentic. And so that really started the whole phenomenon. And when I was a kid growing up, that's all you heard about when we went up north into Northern California where this alleged sighting took place in the video. Well, that's, you had Bigfoot cafe, you had mm-hmm. Bigfoot restaurant. There was Bigfoot just about everything and there were big signs of him. You could picture taken next to him. It was just kind of something understood back then and it, it just piqued my interest as a kid. 
Then when I'm 12, 1972, so people are figuring out, yeah, I was born in 1960. Um, <laughs> then there was the movie that I went to scared the bejesus out of me, uh, The Legend of Boggy Creek. Now, you guys never saw that, but you can watch it online if you go ahead and go to YouTube. I'm sure it's somewhere around there, but it's it's a 1972 pretty bad horror I'm sure drama. Anthony has uh, seen that movie. I am a film buff. I went to film school. Have That's you my seen it? background. I've not seen it, but I've heard of it. It pops up all over it's as the, famous bad it's movies. The folk, <laughs> it's, the folk, it's the folk monster. Bigfoot reportedly seen around folk Arkansas in the 1940s. Now, again, all of these sightings that you see through the years, most of them were hoaxes. A lot of people would say hoaxes are now today with um, video. You can do a lot of things with that. But, you know, you have some, a lot of Native American uh, nations have stories about that. You'll even see in some of their dances, they'll have someone to represent the, uh, the man in the woods, or they have a number of different words or names for him. And, you know, some of that just, it's one of our presidents, allegedly, Teddy Roosevelt, obviously a president, but allegedly shot one of them or saw one of them. Uh, you've got all, all of that. And then through the years, I've just, I've just listened to numerous eyewitness accounts or the alleged ones. And they're done by police officers. They're done by special forces people, some of whom I've served as a pastor. Um, some people came back from Vietnam and talked about rock apes in Vietnam in the jungles. Um, and, and professionals, doctors and others. And so it's always intrigued me that I always thought, you know, not all these people are smoking weed and drinking moonshine. Um, but there, there might be something to it. So I said, I'm more open to that belief. And it's just always intrigued me because I really believe there's a lot of land out there that we haven't really taken a look at as, as well as the ocean. And, uh, that's why I've always been intrigued by it. Now, just to note that finding Bigfoot show on TV is a joke. I mean, I think that's a horrible. They're never going to find him. <laughs> you got to tune in all the time. Once they find him, the episode ends. You know? That's how they series, make money. The you, series is done. You don't make but, money uh, so, yeah. finding Bigfoot. Do I understand you? People go, well, you, you seem kind of rational, John. But now you're, you believe there's a seven or eight foot ape out in the woods. Why do you believe it? Well, you know, I'm not a person who believes I know everything, unlike one of my colleagues wow. here. <laughs> well, that's a great transition. Uh, every time Bigfoot gets brought up, which I find it amusing, so I like to really press <laughs> Ben's button because it's as, – as a listener, you don't see the visceral reaction when Bigfoot or other spooky stuff gets brought up. Ben, why are you why, – why is it such a thorn in your heel, the – idea of a book big no, see this started out i did not know any of this i moved here came to st mark uh september 1st of this last year 2018 i knew none of this none of this was disclosed to me i had no idea what i was getting into uh, a little bit more full disclosure next time would be nice <laughs> but i thought at first i thought this is kind of you know it's a little kitschy it's kind of funny i can feed this monster so i was sending you reddit pages yeah. on bigfoot yeah. i was participating in this and then I just realized how deep this rabbit hole was. And it is, it is, man, there are, there are talking turtles and, and talking queen turtles. Of her no turtles. And it is just all a, right. a rabbit that's keeping You can't time lump here. us all into the same group. <laughs> well, and see, that's, that's part of it. Like the idea of Bigfoot, it seems like the people who buy into that are into it, all sorts of just crazy, weird, you know, conspiracy theories and not, not like the, you know, the, the minor ones that somebody, I don't know, invented blue cheese just to make people mad. It, it's some of the strangest things and conspiracies in general just are 
you know, the, the, the reality of the human creature seems to be put on a shelf in search of or pursuit of these major conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories get really hard, harder and harder to manage the more people that are, not, are in the know, the more people that are, that are aware of the reality. And to say, oh, thousands or millions of people know the truth, but because the government doesn't want it known, therefore it's not like that just shelves any history you have with or rational interactions you have with people, even well, you know, people who are smart, who know like they, those two just don't mix. So you don't believe in leprechauns? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I think that's very interesting, particularly coming from someone who works in the faith field. Sure. Because um, I think you can see a lot of people, on the other hand, maybe looking towards religion, almost with that same view. Yeah. Uh, world is full of skeptics. World is full of people who actively disagree mm-hmm. with your core beliefs as a Jesus follower. Sure. Um, just do you take anything o- away from that? Like that's just that's always what's interested me as someone who requires to have so much faith. Uh, in certain areas, then is a skeptic. In other areas, it's just it's it's. it's I'm not saying there's any sort of correlation or anything. It's just interesting to me. Yeah, I think so. My my family for a while lived in Thailand, which is 99.5 percent Buddhist. I've lived in China um, in an area that was heavily Muslim. So a lot of my friends, one of my best friend coworkers, we play basketball all the time together. He was an active Muslim man, uh, Chinese by heritage, but Muslim by faith, and it it's. Very clear to me, and I think you talk to anybody of faith, just because you have, you believe something doesn't mean you believe everything. So if you believe this doesn't mean you believe everything else that requires faith, right? I'm a, I'm a Jesus follower. I'm not a Hindu. I don't believe that the, the, the Vedas reveal the accurate, accurately the creation of the universe, right? I don't believe everything. I believe this. But on top of that, I think that there's a fundamental difference between like a Bigfoot belief and Jesus belief. Bigfoot, you're believing in something that no one's able to been no one has been able to provide concrete evidence for something that's verifiable, something that's repeatable, something that's falsifiable. At least not not and John may disagree with me, but not to not that I've seen. Sure. Right. Nobody's said, here's a seven foot corpse. It's gotta be something. Right. What are you going to call it? Whereas when it comes to Jesus rising from the dead, yeah. here's something falsifiable. The the unique claim of Christianity is Jesus died, heart stopped, brainwave stopped. This guy is dead as, I mean, if you can say this about Jesus, dead as a doornail. Three days later, he's not. Like, it's very easy to say, here's the corpse. Sure. It's, he's still dead, but you don't find that. The people who opposed Jesus, who tried to silence the resurrection, didn't do it in the easiest way possible by yeah. parading the corpse through Correct. the streets. They they pay off the guards. Yeah, and they, they, they really... In essence, uh, created a lie that actually proved the resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you just, again, you think of how you interact with people and how you, um, the the things you find to be true of people as you, as you deal with them. The first, I mean, if if you're going to say there's a, another category of conspiracy theory, let's just walk down that road. The first 12 apostles, the, the people who perpetrated that conspiracy and brought it to the Western world got nothing out of it. I mean, they didn't get power. They didn't get prestige. They were, uh, 11 of 12 were executed. One was left to die on an island. They weren't famous in their own time. Uh, for somebody to say, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to suffer some pretty, I mean, some of the, some of the first apostles suffered excruciating deaths if legends are to be believed, uh, so that they can be famous 
hundreds of years later, because it would be 300 years before Christianity really found a, a favored status in the Roman Empire in the Western world. They're going to make sure that their great, 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 great grandchildren have a good, like that. That doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me to walk down that path and sure. to say, this is a conspiracy. And so I just, as you kind of line up the alternative explanations of following Jesus, it, to me, they just don't hold water. Sure. It's very interesting. I'd agree with Ben. How's that? See, we agree about something. <laughs> well, we had Ben outspeak John for possibly the first time in 10 episodes. It's a softer side of me. <laughs> uh, do you think it all, do you think it's reasonable that there could possibly be an undiscovered species in the realm of a Bigfoot in the year 2019? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, not that, you know, I would love to see one, but uh, I, I just did some research in, in cryptozoology. I often read on this. In fact, I even listened to a podcast or two on it. And the big thing is, in 2018 itself, you had 300 new species yeah, yeah. Um, discovered, some of which for the first time, some of which 30 or 40 of them were considered extinct. Mm-hmm. And now most of them are in, in vertebrates, you know, and they're in the they're in the ocean or, or so on. But what was interesting is is they're found every year. Um, especially whether they're marine worms or something like that. You had the, the tree lobsters of Australia, and then there was something like the small elephants of Java. So uh, my whole point is, yeah, I, I didn't know that either. Until I to, uh, the, the human Wikipedia. Over. Yeah, well, no, but I mean, my point is um, there's a lot of this earth, we think, because there's so many people and we're technologically yeah. savvy. There's a lot that's still undiscovered, um, and the ocean is seven foot or seven miles deep in one area, one yeah. channel in the Pacific. Yeah. We don't know a lot. You know, that 70% of the earth is covered by water. And I just think of, uh, the, the Pacific Northwest and other vast areas of like the UP and Northern mm-hmm. Wisconsin. You know, a lot of those places you'd think in Idaho and, and other places yeah. where people haven't been for a very long time. Could there be an animal there that we're not familiar with that we think is extinct? Sure. Now people would say, is, can, is that possible to hide a seven foot, eight foot furry creature? I don't know. But remember, for a long time, the gorilla wasn't discovered either. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think now it's pretty well known that there is such a thing as the rock apes of Vietnam, and they were kind of discovered mm-hmm. by some of our soldiers that served over there as well. So I th- is it a possibility? Sure. I think we, we discover new things each and every day. Yeah. So, yeah. And I would have, I mean, I, I, it's not like a philosophical disagreement sure, I sure. have with Bigfoot. If there were evidence, if, if someone were to say, go to the zoo and you'll find a, a Bigfoot couple. Well, that's, that's Bigfoot. Okay. There's evidence. There's irrefutable evidence. And could it be out there? Yeah. I, I think so. Like you said, we're discovering new, I mean, it was just a couple of years ago that they found an entirely new island off of, off of, um, Indonesia, I think it was. And, you know, the spider that they found that's as big as your hand that just creeped out my wife who's listening right now. But I mean, there, there are big animals, big creatures that we haven't seen. We haven't, laid yeah, I just on. think there's a lot more on this earth than we realize. And that's a beauty. You know? Like, that's the fun part about being a human being is that you get to discover new things and your your assumptions are tested and sometimes proven wrong. Do I think there's one? No. In 10 years when they find one, then I'll be wrong, right? That's that's kind of a cool thing that we get to continuously explore, ask questions. Well, you know, it, it, I remember back in, in high school, junior in high school, no, sophomore in high school, in around 1977, 78, a Japanese fishing boat allegedly, I think it's off the coast of Australia, uh, hooked in its nets the carcass, the decaying carcass of what looked like on pictures of a plesiosaurus. Mm. And uh, they, they tested some of the uh, DNA and so on. And it, some think it's a Basque shark. I think that's the correct Basque whale or Basque shark. But when you look at the pictures, it, it looks like a mm-hmm. plesiosaurus. 
And I, I know that the, back then the Christian community was like, see, told you that must have survived since the flood or so on. I don't know whether it was or not, but it wouldn't surprise me. That's my whole point. Mm-hmm. Again, you've got a deep ocean and if God saw fit to have creatures live for a long time, that's great. I mean, that would explain Loch Ness besides an over amount of scotch <laughs> with, with Loch Ness. But then you got other places like, was it, uh, Lake Superior or somewhere, Lake Champagne. You got Champ, mm-hmm. uh, alleged, you know, plesiosaurus up there. And I think every great body of water has something. And that can't just be people drinking beer all the time, but it could be. You never know. Or too much beer. Yeah. There's plenty of unknown areas on this earth, but let's look upwards. Okay. The great unknown of the sky, yeah. space. Yeah. The space really gets people's imagination going. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about aliens. John, do you believe in aliens? Um, I, I, I really don't. I gotta be frank with you. I really, I, I watch some of these shows sometimes and I think, what are you talking about? At least they're honest enough to say, uh, what is it? Uh, U, UFO theorists, uh, posit this or that or the other thing. No, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I suppose anything is possible, but not necessarily probable. Um, I, I just think the Bible always reminds us our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against, uh, you know, rulers, authorities, against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, Ephesians 6. Uh, listen, Satan is a great enemy and his power exceeds certainly my power. His goal is to lead people away from Jesus. And if he can do that through giving them things to see and maybe, I, I don't know, alien forces or whatever, he, he can go ahead and do any of that. So I don't, I really, I really don't really put that much sure. emphasis into aliens. I just realized that he, if, if the devil's behind him, he's a defeated enemy for Jesus followers because Jesus already defeated him. So I don't, don't really concern myself that much with aliens. Sure. I know that there's a lot out there. I know we have a lot of people who are conspiracy theorists that believe, yeah, Roswell, and then there's a, allegedly a base in, in Ohio. And then, of course, there people will tell you that there are underground bases in most of the mountain ranges as well. We're doing experimentation with Boy, a lot of people got just too much time on their hands but, <laughs> and a great imagination, but it sells. Yeah. But it, it, the thing that always amazes me, uh, this amazes me with this, is people really understand there's something beyond themselves and they're fascinated with that. And that often opens the door for um, Jesus followers to share what's really true. And that's Jesus' love for us and his death and resurrection. Sure. How would you been? Any <laughs> thoughts on extraterrestrial life at all? I think... The, the goalposts on that move pretty regularly as, as uh, scientists describe, you know, the, the odds of finding uh, uh, life on a planet other than Earth, finding intelligent life on a planet other than Earth. That's, it's been a really slippery, it's kind of like nailing jello to a wall as far as what is the actual number. So is it possible? I think, I, I think it does. It, it, it is possible that there might be aliens out there. Is it as God big enough to make another race of intelligent creatures? Yeah, absolutely, he is. Uh, I think when it comes to, because I've heard people say, well, if there's aliens, then you've got to rethink the entire Bible. I don't think it's like, in the end, Bible-believing Christians thought that the sun rotated around the earth, right? They were wrong. The the earth rotated around the sun, and it didn't change the fundamental truth of Scripture. It changed how they interpreted it or how they applied it, but it didn't change the truth of the Bible. Are there aliens out there? Maybe. Let's say that there was. Does it? What in the the scriptural text changes if there are aliens out there? This is the the Bible is God's story of a relationship with human beings. That doesn't mean he's saying there aren't other beings, and so he would be wrong if there were. It also is not his story of a relationship with them. 
maybe they, maybe there's, can God have a different way of dealing with them? You know, that's again up in the air. I don't know. All I can say is uh, it's a little goes back a little bit. There's not any proof so far. Um, If there were, I don't think that would change too much. Sure. What I believe about Jesus or how I interact with God. I often let me let my put my conspiracy tin hat on at this point. Excellent, but yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> but no, I I sometimes wonder. This is just the conspiracy side of me. How much our government just plays with its own people to try stuff out? <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, let's try this because I've often been told that uh, if you see it on TV, we're probably already using it or can use it in military or some other area mm-hmm. or within 10 years it'll be made or maybe now it's five but i don't know i just often wonder your government's pretty powerful really smart men and women in it and sneaky when i think too back to your <laughs> point anthony the imagination our imagination is captured by things we don't understand the possibilities right I mean, there's a reason why war of the worlds oh, yeah. sent people Absolutely. into a panic right because it was plausible enough that people thought this could be really happening uh, so does the government play with us or, you know, do, does my own fancy or great sci- sci-fi writers play on that something inside of me that thinks this might be possible? Um, it, yeah. I mean, that's great storytelling when somebody does that. The fact that H.G. Wells, his book was able to do that. That's pretty phenomenal. As crazy it must have been to live through that. Pretty phenomenal that a person's imagination can go so far. Even if there was proof of alien life, it still doesn't change what we as Jesus followers believe. It's the same as Ben said. Um, God's word is still true. The grave is still empty. And God is still the almighty creator. He's the uncaused cause, timeless, spaceless, and immaterial. So he's still who he said he was and did what he said he did and will come again and bring us home. So I... If there's little green people running around or little gray people, I think they're called grays. Um, Depends on the race. There's I, many different races. I guess I guess there is. That, that's not my area. Pa- apparently, that's yours. Uh, that's good to hear. Um, I'm just sticking with the big furry creatures in the woods, you know. But uh, it doesn't change anything that the scriptures teach, and the grave is still empty. A, a, a paranormal topic that I think touches a little bit closer to the realm of religion and Christianity, I think, would be uh, the area of ghosts. Obviously, it's a direct link to the afterlife. Do either of you put any stock in the idea of there being ghosts or spirits still in kind of our realm and not necessarily in heaven, hell? I would I would say that do I believe people see things that roam in abandoned homes or uh, maybe do poltergeist activity in their homes, throwing dishes out of the cupboard yeah. or uh, turning whole rooms around or upside down? Yeah, I do believe people see those uh, see those things. I would have to tell you on another podcast. I have seen those things with other people who have claimed to be possessed or have loved ones who are possessed. But but the thing I think you have to come back to always is scripture, and scripture teaches us those things might exist, but they're not people back from the dead. God didn't let them out of heaven or hell just to roam or to send a, a nice message. When a person dies, the Bible tells us that the body and soul separate right away and are judged by God. You see that in Hebrews nine, for example. The, the lifeless body in any form remains on this earth until Jesus comes again. The, 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 there's no scripture reference that I'm aware of that tells us souls get to leave heaven or hell and do what maybe a haunting or special mm-hmm. message. Um, there, there's still unusual events. Like I said, I, I chalk that up to Satan because yeah. Satan can be an angel of light. He can take many different forms. He can go ahead and, and he roams the earth. We're told that in Job 2 and Matthew 12. And then I think, uh, with Peter and first Peter 5, 8. His power is certainly more powerful than mine, and his big power is to try to rob us of the lie of Jesus and, and send 
people to eternal separation from God. So yeah, I, I chalk up almost all the paranormal experiences to Satan. Uh, thankfully, as I said before, Satan is a defeated enemy. It's through Jesus' finished work on the cross that he has conquered sin, death, and Satan for us. So I'm not really that concerned about it. That doesn't mean that those things don't happen in people's lives and that maybe sometimes in maybe special cases we as pastors or Jesus followers actually come headlong in that. My whole concern is too many people think anything that's black and wiggles is satanic. And so they go way over to the other side of the pendulum. I, I think the devil really goes ahead and conforms to the society he's in. If he's in a very sophisticated society, he'll use sophisticated methods to try to get his job done, which is to lead you away from the truth of Jesus and lead you away to eternal life destined with him, uh, separated from God's love and and power. Uh, I think in more primitive cultures, some of my friends who are, uh, who are missionaries tell me that the witch doctors really do have power. Mm-hmm. They've seen satanic power through witch doctors. Well, the devil doesn't have to do that in America today. He, he's got the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Not that the iPhone's satanic, but listen, He's using a lot of stuff that we can pull up on our phones to lead us astray, just like any other technology or media. So, uh, do I, Anthony, do I believe there are things in cemeteries? Do I believe that there are hauntings and houses haunted and, and possession? Yes, I do. Do I believe that God sends people back from heaven with a special message or um, lets them out of hell just so he can scare the hell out of other people? No, I, I don't see any biblical basis for that. And I think that's another place where the... There's a group of people that have been able to commoditize, again, that fascination with Listen, the unexplained. Ghostbusters was one of my favorite movies <laughs> in the 80s. I'm not even thinking that. I'm thinking of, you know, the mediums and the spirits. Yeah, Sometimes absolutely. Sometimes get their own shows and yeah. like, oh, you must have a relative that goes by, b- 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 oh, yeah, Bob, right? <laughs> you know, there's mm-hmm. there are people who are taking advantage of that who have, at best, no connection. At worst, they are channeling a yeah. power they don't understand or they don't they don't fully grasp and they're they're dabbling in something that's far more dangerous than connecting with your great uncle Bob. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the devil the devil certainly can uh, counterfeit stuff. I always think the devil is like a high end copy machine. He has better power than you and I do, but he, he can only copy some of what God does. He's not God himself. Uh, do I think that he can spin Ouija boards? Seen it. Do I think that he can have cause a pig to appear in a room and want, run from one wall into the next? Seen it. Yeah. Do I believe that stuff? Sure. But I think you're right, Ben. I think a lot of, and he's using those people one way or another, whether they know they're being used or not. But again, let's get back. It's always the same game plan. Let me try to repackage something that's worked back in David's day and Saul's day and throughout the New Testament and now up to our day. Let me use something to draw you away from Jesus' truth and his finished work on the cross and then draw you away to maybe you believing your own truth, which is ultimately going to lead you to his camp, the devil's camp, and that's ultimately what he wants. It's not so much uh, he wants you, he just doesn't want Jesus to want you yeah. and have you. Well, and that's, you know, the truth. When you look at watch of those spiritists or those mediums, you tune into that show. And again and again, what you hear is somebody who uh, has inner turmoil. They have unrest. They have anxiousness. There's uh, there's uh, relationships that have not been mended. There's a, there's a sense that my world is broken. And this medium or the spiritist offers the solution of Uncle Bob's okay with you. It doesn't matter. Where the Jesus follower, Jesus, the true Jesus says is, it doesn't matter what Uncle Bob, the beef you had with Uncle Bob, you had a bigger beef with God. Sin separated us. Yeah. And Jesus has cleansed that. They are, washed they are looking for the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. And, and they getting can't a counterfeit. Find, they, the, and they're getting a place. counterfeit, right, that will never give them ultimate peace at all, even temporary most of the time. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand that. Um, and I'll say to get a little personal here, um, it's always been kind of my thought. I desperately want ghosts to be real. Uh, not because just it'd be cool. It, it would be, in my opinion. But if you believe that there's paranormal activity happening around you or just in the world in general, for me, it was something a little more tangible than what I would call the, the blind faith required to believe in the Christian af- afterlife. The idea of the afterlife is something that I struggle with immensely. Um, I'm terrified of the possible nothingness of death, so I desperately want to believe in heaven. I believe that there's probably two options, uh, two possible outcomes of after we die, is that it's either the oblivion option or it's most likely the Christian belief Some of... Some kind of afterlife. Afterlife. Yeah. Um, and it's and anything that points us in the direction of at least having the afterlife gives me a little bit more credence to being able to give myself over more to the idea of Christianity. Uh, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's complicated. It's, it's a, it's something that, like I said, I struggle with a lot is I think in my, the way I view Christianities and Christian followers, I think one of the most fundamental aspects is believing in the mm-hmm. afterlife, mm-hmm. heaven, hell. I think that's mm-hmm. the yeah. core, the backbone. And if I can't give myself a blind faith, it's hard to say, am I Christian or am I not? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a, it's a scary, the, the, the idea of after the mortal coil is just, it's a, it's a big, big question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, just, it's, it's searching for any sign of what there could be to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You haven't been alone in that. Uh, there's others who through the years have, I would say, invented answers to help them with that struggle or on their journey. Uh, probably the most prominent is the whole idea of purgatory or, mm-hmm. or infant limbo. It's no longer available, I think. But that, you know, that was really based on ultimately it was needed because if, according to Roman Catholic theology, um, you, you, you're too good to go to hell, or you're too bad to go to heaven. You're not perfect, mm-hmm. but you're too good to go to hell. So they had to have a, a holding area. And they really got that out of Second Maccabees, a book that's never really been considered scripture and the Council of Trent kind of accepted it. But, um, and the Bible teaches you, you die once and then you face judgment. So that's out of it. But what I'd encourage you to do, Anthony, is in your journey, just um, continue to just in the Gospels, those eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life and ministry, take a look and see what Jesus said about heaven and hell and death. Matthew 24 and 25 talk a lot about that because, as you've heard me say and you do our filming, Jesus is the only person who ever walked on this earth who predicted his own death and resurrection and three days later pulled it off in front of countless witnesses most of whom had cried for his blood three days earlier. And Jesus said he believed in a real heaven and hell, and I'm, I'm going to prepare a place for you. If he set it up, it's good for me. <laughs> it's good. It's good. And that's why I always drive everyone back to Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, because the resurrection proves he is who he said he is. And, and what he said was true. And he talked a lot about the afterlife, eternal life with him. So as you're in your journey, and I'm so thanks for being so honest and open with us. That's kind of a, it's a privilege for us to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I would do. And it's, it's going to be a journey and you know, we're your friends and pastors and, you know, so we'd be more than happy to help you through that journey. But thanks for being honest about that. I think that you're not the only one that struggles with that. Even people that sit in church struggle. It's, it's one thing to struggle. It's another thing to outright reject. Sure. And I think God understands, yeah, we're finite. We, we don't get it. We go have ups and downs in life. And sometimes we go, you know, for, for a long time I was sure of this and now I'm suddenly struggling. You see kids when they go off to college and then inundated by what I call spiritual assassins, some of their college professors in biology or philo- philosophy. Then they're like, well, wait a minute. Hey, let them go ahead and be challenged with that. It helps them better understand their faith, share their faith and defend it. 
when I, you've sat there too, you know, sitting with a 40-year-old dad who's been a lifelong Jesus follower, and now he's terminal, he's got months to live, weeks to live, and he says, what if, what if the lights just click off and they don't click back on? What if, what if there is nothing after this? What if this is all there is? You're in good company. I think a lot of people ask that question. I've asked that question. You've asked that This On one, one level, this all seems so fantastic, so incredible. Uh, different aspects of it, an afterlife that I've never seen that nobody's ever come back to say, yep, it's real, uh, that, that I would be important enough to God or that there would be something that God, that would draw God to save me. That why, right? I'm still amazed that my wife chose to marry me, let alone that God would send his own son to die for me. What? What, what do you, how is that even a reality? So I, you've got, you're on a, on a good question. Um, I think for our listeners who are, many of them are asking that same question too. keep asking those questions. Uh, that's the beauty of, you know, when I would sit with my Muslim friends, I would always say that's one of the beauties of the God of the Bible that's a little different from Allah. Uh, the God of the Bible can take questions. You hear Job ask question after question after question. And God is so patient with that. Allah doesn't care much for for questioning, for doubting, for uncertainty or skepticism. God, I mean, there were disciples who said, what good can come out of Jesus' hometown? Jesus says, that is a true Israelite, right? That That's, a, that's one of God's sons there in the context of that question asked. Yep. Thank you, John. Thank you, Ben. To start wrapping this up, uh, do you think there's a difference in enjoying any of these sort of topics as entertainment or versus being a hardcore true believer? Can a Jesus follower, can you be a Jesus follower who believes in Bigfoot, alien, ghosts? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> They're all looking at me, for those of you who can't see us. <laughs> No, I, I think it's one thing with entertainment and so on. I think, I think, you know, one thing is about aliens and the, you know, the furry man of the forest. But when you start talking about ghosts, then you, then you're going into the occult. Yeah. And anytime you play with the occult, those hidden things, those secret things, it's like juggling hand grenades. Sooner or later, you're going to get spiritually hurt. And when, when I had kids years ago or adults go ahead and play with Ouija boards, I said, you know what you really want? You want something to show up. Once it does, let me tell you, you're all losing sleep for a long, long time because then you know some entity has manifested itself in the room and it's not good. It's not good. So I always tell people, it's one thing to go, hey, let's speculate about a, a an ape that we haven't found yet or maybe we have found Ben and the government's just against. Did you ever think that? Huh? Probably found the bodies a bunch of times, just took him out. But Or, you know, is there life on other planets? That would be kind of a cool thing to think about. Yeah, that has nothing to do with my faith in Jesus at all. But uh, when you start playing with the occult and you talk about ghosts and, and spirits and trying to contact the dead, you're playing right into the devil's playground and you do not want to play in that swing set. Yeah, I think of I, – I, I enjoy scary movies. Huh. See, I, I don't for this reason. For this very reason. Well, and that's, that's I, I won't, I won't right go where to it. Where it was going, I, I enjoy the – the scary movie about, you know, is there something out in the woods? Is it coming to get us? Is there, I don't, I don't like slasher movies, but that kind of idea of, you know, somebody who's coming after you, whatever. You like Alfred Hitchcock kind of stuff, right? Right. I like Tension. that. Yeah. What, what, what terrifies me though, and I don't remember at all what movie this was, but it really turned me off to, to the whole genre is, um, I remember the end, towards the end of the movie, there was a, a Catholic priest who was on his knees in front of this demonic force who had taken the form of a human being, and he asked the question, did I fight for the right side? And that just terrified me that somebody that this kind of force would bring somebody like that to ask that question. Man, like you said, I don't like playing in that playground. I don't like 
entertaining that idea because those are real forces that are powerful, that want nothing more to bring down, especially Jesus followers, but anybody, to lead them away from Jesus. And I don't even want that to have a foothold. Thank you for joining us today on this very special episode of When Fear Reigns. Please email us at info at com and let us know if you've liked this change of pace and if you'd be interested in more episodes taken from a different perspective. I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of emails on this one. <laughs> it's it's diff- definitely different, so I think that's going to elicit some sort of response. We hope this podcast has allowed the fear of God to reign in your life. Thank you for supporting When Fear Reigns through its first 10 episodes. We hope to keep bringing you compelling content for many more. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store and hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on When Fear Reigns. That was fun. That was fun. That's a lot of fun.